Hi, this is Jared Carlson, and this is Future Vision First, where we move you from information to insight. One of the goals and the mission of this podcast is to educate at least 100,000 people about moving from a third industrial mindset to a fourth industrial mindset, helping you thrive and succeed in this new world of work and life. In today's episode, we are going to be looking further at our digital intelligence series. And in this series, we're going to be looking at digital rights. Now, as I've stated in previous episodes, the rate of change is staggering in today's world. It's so fast that in many industries, government policy has been unable to keep up with the change that is happening. And this is no different in the area of education. The reason being is that we have access to so much technology and software and yet at the same time, with the access to this technology, the rights of use and the policing of this technology and the way it's used has not been considered. It's not been fully looked at or discussed. And this is critical in a democracy because it is important that the everyday citizen be able to make informed decisions about what is influencing their life. So in today's digital intelligence series, we are going to be looking at digital rights. And when we say digital rights, we are looking at privacy management and we are looking at intellectual property rights and online rights. So that's what we're going to be looking at. So as an example of understanding this concept of digital rights, let me give you two clear ways of seeing. Firstly, let's look at smartphones. Whenever smartphones download apps, especially apps from the Play Stores that we download, they inevitably ask us to give up some data. It can be data from our music, our pictures, from our online personality profiles, things like that. We don't consider what they use the data for or how destructive it is for democracy, for the data of millions of people to be held by a few individuals. And we also don't know how our data is sold. A bigger example is the using Google ecosystem. And what I mean by the Google ecosystem is all of Google's products. So it's clear that at some stage, Google is aware of what's every, what everybody is doing that uses the Google ecosystem. Yes, open source software exists, but people prefer convenience and simplicity, which Google provides. And naturally, if you want the simplest online experience, you would use Google's products. So you are aware of the trade-off. The issue is that the discussion is not being had around digital rights. In no curriculum, generally, there are a few exceptions, but in most curriculums and most public education systems, the conversation of digital rights is almost never had. This results in people are having an online experience where they are struggling, not with the experience itself, but the impacts and effects of incorrectly managing their data. 
and this refers both to intellectual property management of data and the rights related there and also privacy. We need to understand that protecting our data and protecting our privacy is not a good idea, it's necessary. For if we don't protect our online lives and everybody's online and only a handful of people have access to all the information that is online, it becomes a huge issue in running democracy effectively because then it's not about the government, it's about the companies that have all the information. So understanding digital rights and also digital responsibilities is extremely, extremely important. Now having said this, we need to look at case study examples. So we need to understand that when you post something on Facebook, that's out there for the world to see. When we put a video on TikTok, on Instagram, a photo, that's out there for the world to see. And if we don't manage our privacy settings and decide who we're going to let into our bubbles, our online bubbles, then anything that we post could potentially negatively be used against us. Anything that we post can be taken and used against us. That is the world that we live in. And so we need to have the mindset and the attitude necessary to understand these changes that are taking place. Having said this, we need to look at a few more case studies, a few more examples. And another example to look at besides posting something on social media is the downloading of others' intellectual property. So because these things are not police, nobody polices what you download. And nobody really polices how you mix others' intellectual property as your own online, unless you are posting it on a certain platform. But it's important for us to understand these intellectual property rights. With more people creating content, more people have intellectual property. And we need to understand how to manage that intellectual property correctly so that we don't get into any trouble down the line. It is very important that we understand the rights and the privacy management and also the intellectual property management online because that will help us to understand how to be a smart, active and engaged digital citizen in a digital world. We need to ensure that we have the necessary competencies to succeed in this new world because if we don't, we could have things happen such as you hear many case studies or stories online of high school students who post pictures online, indecent pictures or unwanted pictures and then it comes back to become a cyberbullying scandal where the person's pictures are now used as a means on a website in some cases to bring the person down. And this is completely unavoidable if the person was educated in the risk of posting such photos. We do not seem to realize the fragility of online life. We seem to trust it too much without being cautious of the negatives that occur or can occur in an online experience. Because there is no open conversation, many of our assumptions are caught 
and because there's no real education some of those assumptions could be incorrect and could lead to us having thoughts about online life and rights that are far removed from the reality so we need to be educated so what can you do to improve your digital rights intelligence wow for starters you can learn how to control your privacy on social media and the privacy of others and how to tag or not tag in terms of privacy settings secondly before going into anything commercial you need to understand intellectual property and how using somebody else's intellectual property can affect your production negatively and finally if knowing that big corporate companies have your data scares you and you don't want to participate in the ecosystem you can always move to linux and other open source alternatives to communication such as gmail or open source alternatives to communi- other communication methods for social media platforms at the end of the day if as a society we don't do this our democracy is at stake and it's already fraying at the edges and almost crumbling this is Jared Carlson with Future Vision First where I move you from information to insight remember the future belongs to those who create